Sarah, a 45-year-old single woman who had struggled with depression for most of her life, was mute and miserable in my office one day. Finding no words to express herself, she spent the first fifteen minutes crying. Then she wanted to go walking for the rest of the hour. Though I practiced walking therapy sessions almost exclusively during the first few months following my back injury, I hesitated to leave the office when clients were as vulnerable as Sarah was that day. I worried about not being able to assure her privacy. My office, located in a residential section of houseboats along the shores of Lake Union in Seattle, was usually a quiet and peaceful place, but interruption from the outside world was always possible. Still, Sarah thought that walking might be more helpful than just sitting in her misery. So we decided to give it a try. At least being in motion side by side offered a possibility for something different to happen. Neither of us knew what that might be, but we both felt hopeful. When we came upon a small park along the lake shore, Sarah stopped and stared at the water. Her dark, shoulder-length hair covered her face so I could not see her expression, but her attention had shifted dramatically from inside to something outside. Following her gaze, I could see ducks and seagulls on the water swimming in front of us, chattering and screeching for breadcrumbs. A mother and toddler tossed pieces from their picnic lunch, causing a flurry of wings and swirling of water as the birds scrambled for food. But Sarah was not seeing any of this. Suddenly she whispered, her voice shimmering with awe. That's exactly how I feel. How? I said, trying to see what she meant. Brushing the hair from her face, she said, Look, Susan, the Canada goose is washing himself. Beyond the food scramble, further out in the lake, I could finally see what riveted her attention. Sitting on the water, graceful as a dark swan, a very large Canada goose dipped his head under water, then up, under and up, then a flapping of wings, and again he dipped, under and up. Looking closely now, we could both see that his movements were desperate and compulsive. He stretched up high on the water, shook himself violently, and dipped under again and again, trying in vain to wash himself clean. Very quietly, Sarah said, He has oil on his feathers. He doesn't know how to get it off. Standing helplessly by, we watched his plight, knowing he must have landed in an oil slick left by a careless boater. In that moment, Sarah cried. Then she said, That's how my depression feels. No matter what I do, it never comes off. Acknowledging her discovery with a nod, I recognized the poignancy of her description of depression, but I also heard something different in her voice as we watched the Canada goose continue to struggle with the oil on his feathers. I heard tenderness and concern, not only for the vulnerability of an animal, but also for herself. This was the first time in the two years we had worked together that she spoke of herself with love and concern instead of shame and criticism. She turned to look at me with clear eyes, the cloudy confusion dissipated. 
but I keep trying and trying just like he does. It makes me feel so sad.'